What do you do when it seems like the world around you is out of control? How do you survive when there's no safe place to hide? What do you do when your sense of fear increases and your confidence fades? It's during times like these we wonder, where is God? And can we trust that He is still there? Hey, good morning and welcome to Hope Church. I am so glad you guys are here today. I stink and miss all of you. If you're watching with someone, give them a Hope High Five, whoever it is that you're watching with. If you're watching by yourself, then maybe give yourself a Hope High Five. We are glad that you're here today. If it is your first time, would we love to invite you to go over to our website, hopewintergarden.com. And would you click on new here? We would love for you to fill a connect card so that we could connect with you. If you call Hope Church your home, we wanna let you guys know that we are just so thankful for your generosity in this season. Your generosity is making a huge difference. Man, we are feeding people all week long. We're serving people all week long and we would not be able to do it if it wasn't for your generosity. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 tells us this. The world of the generous gets larger and larger and we believe that your world is getting larger because you are being generous. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Hey, we've had a great week already. Uh, we had our first ever pop-up church. And um, if you're like, man, what's a pop-up church? Go over to our social media and we'd love for you to follow us so you can know when the next one is. We, we had a great time just last night and uh, we're so thankful that some of you guys came out for that. And uh, also this week, we had our ladies night in. And we had a great night. We had two, two screens full of ladies on our Zoom call for ladies. And we just had a great time. Our ladies had a blast. And we're so glad you came. But this week, it's the guys' turn, okay? Guys, this week, it is our turn for guys' night Q&A. So here's what I want to ask you to do. I want to ask you to go over to our website, hopewintergarden.com. Click on events and would you register for Guys Night Q&A? We'll have one of my friends from Boston on with us, Sean Sears. And uh, we want you, we don't want you to miss it. And so we want to give you a little incentive for you to be there at this Zoom call that you have to register for in order to get the Zoom ID and get the Zoom password. We're giving out some gift cards, okay? So we're giving out some gift cards to the Bass Pro Shop because some of you guys have been saving up to buy something for the Bass Pro Shop. There'll be a gift card for that. We'll give them a gift card to Lowe's and there'll also be a gift card uh, to Dick's Sporting goods. So there'll be something for everybody in there. So we want to invite you to come out this week, but make sure you register so that you don't miss this very, very fun and uh, relevant event. If you have any questions about that, again, go to the website, hopewintergarden.com and click on registration. We will get you all caught up and get you ready for Guys Night In this Tuesday night at 9 at 9 p.m. Hey, we've been in our series on the book of Esther. And I hope that you learned a lot in this season. I hope that you have been taking notes. I hope you've been reading through this. If you missed any of the messages, you can go right to um, our website. You can go to our YouTube channel. You can go to Spotify. And you can catch up on all of the messages. But week one, we looked at this. When God seems absent, we asked that question. When God seems absent, or we talked about the thought of when God seems absent, we, we settled with this. God's always there. Even when it seems like God is absent, God is always there. Week two, we looked at this idea of timing is everything. Timing is everything. We all have a part to play. Esther had to play her part. Mordecai had to play his part. You have a part to play. Timing is everything. And then last week, we preached a message or a talk called Pick Up 
the pieces. Pick up the pieces. I brought my puzzle with me last week. Pick up the pieces. And we learned this, that God is always working on our situation. But you and I, we need to work on our spirit. And today, we are in week four. Next week, we're going to finish the series up. But today, I want to preach our fourth installment of this series, Better Together. Come on, somebody. Tell someone around you, you're better. We're better. I'm better. We are better we're better together. If you've been following along in our story, you know this, that there's a king in this town and um, King Xerxes, and he's one of the most powerful people around. And he's married to a lady named Vashti. And he deposes Vashti because she wouldn't respect him and wouldn't be obedient to him. And he gets a new queen. And that queen, her name is Esther. And Esther is a Jewish girl who grew up without a mom and a dad. And she grew up with her uncle Mordecai and he has raised her. And now she is the queen, okay? And so we want to jump into our story today. We're going to, there's another guy in the story we looked at last week. His name is Haman. Haman did not like uh, Mordecai. And Haman put up the decree, asked the king to put out a decree to kill all the Jews in Susa and kill all the Jews in all the provinces around Susa. And Esther had favor with the king. And the, king's, the king changed the decree. And there was a new decree out. And we're going to look at that decree today. So on March 7th, it's so funny today that we're talking about uh, problems and issues on, on March 7th. And when we started reading this series, man, in March, we've been in a, we've been in a pandemic. And there's a, there's a crisis going on in this story in March 7th, hundreds of years ago. And we find ourselves in a pandemic and problems and all kinds of issues today. So on March 7th, two decrees of the king were put into effect. On that day, the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them. But quite the opposite happened. It was the Jews who overpowered their enemies. So they put it, um, Haman put a decree to, on a day to kill all the Jews. And Esther went to the king and said, King, Haman wants to kill all my people. But instead what happens is Haman is killed and, and King Xerxes overturns that decree and he actually gives the opportunity to, for the Jews to kill any of their enemies. The Jews gathered in their cities throughout all the king's provinces to attack anyone who tried to harm them. But no one could make a stand against them for everyone was afraid. And the people heard, the king says, you don't, you don't want to mess with the Jewish people and everyone's afraid of them. And all the nobles of the provinces, the highest officers, the governors and the royal officials helped the Jews for fear of Mordecai, for Mordecai had been promoted in the king's palace and his fame spread throughout all the provinces as he became more and more powerful. I mean, you were here last week, but Haman wanted to kill Mordecai and now Mordecai is in the palace and he's one of the king's right-hand men. Verse five says this, so the Jews went ahead on the appointed day and they struck down their enemies with the sword. They killed and annihilated their enemies and did as they pleased with those who hated them. They went after and killed all the people who didn't like them. In the fortress of Susa itself, the Jews killed 500 men. I mean, I mean, we, we'd already started off in the story or in the sermon. We talked about this idea of, man, it doesn't look like God is anywhere in this story. God's not even mentioned in the book of Esther, but we see God all throughout this story, we see him again. He gives the Jewish people favor with the king because of Esther. And now they're out protecting themselves. So they killed 500 men. 
They also killed all these guys, and they killed all these guys. I mean, they, were, they killed these guys. I mean, they were, they, they were killing everybody. And here, look, look who else they killed. They also killed the ten sons of Haman, some of Hamadeth, the enemy of the Jews, but they did not take any plunder. I mean, they, they killed all these people. Like anybody who was going against them, they took their lives. And the Bible says they even killed Haman's, Haman's son, Haman, the guy who wanted to kill Mordecai. Now all these people are dying and the Jews are finding favor with the Lord. That very day, when the king was informed of the number of the people killed in the fortress of Susa, he called the queen, Esther. He said, the Jews have killed 500 men in the fortress of Susa alone, as well as, as, well as Haman's 10 sons. If they, have, if they have done that here, what has happened in the rest of the provinces? But now, what more do you want? He called for Queen Esther. He said, the Jews have killed 500 men in the fortress of Susa alone, as well as Haman's 10 sons. If they have done that there, what has happened in the rest of the provinces? But now, what more do you want? It will be granted to you. Tell me and I will do it. I mean, these guys, the king's like, dude, we're scared. I mean, if, the, if, these, if these guys have killed this many people, how many more people are they going to kill? And the king goes to Esther and says, what more, what more do you want? I, I don't want to see all these people die. He says, do whatever you want. Ask me, I will, I will grant it, whatever it is that you tell me to do. Esther says to them, if it please the king, give the Jews in Susa permission to do it again tomorrow as they have done today. And let the bodies of Haman's sons be impaled on a pole. I mean, this is bloodbath central. I mean, this is like 300, the movie. These guys, I mean, we have Haman here who wanted to kill all the Jews. And now we have Mordecai in charge. And now Mordecai and the Jews, they're killing all the people that are going against them. And, they're, they're, and, and the king is like, enough people have died. What more do you want? And Haman son's bodies are impaled on all these poles that Haman's, that Haman's sons, their dad, Haman, put up together for Mordecai. And now they're being impaled on it. Verse 14 says this, so the king agreed and the decree was announced in Susa and they impaled the bodies of Haman's 10 sons. Then the Jews at Susa gathered together on March 8 and they killed 300 more men and again, they took no plunder. I mean, these guys are on a rampage. They kill 500 guys, and they go out and they kill 300 more men, and they go to the king and say, we want these guys' sons impaled on their body. They're trying to prove this point. I think letting the people know, like, hey, we're not okay with the injustice. We're not okay with killing people just to kill people. We're not okay with the injustices that are being done in our community. People are being judged for the color of their skin or for their economic position or for whatever background that they come from. It's not okay. We all should be treated equal. And I think there's a little bit of a little prophecy there because Jesus is going to come. He's going to die on the cross for sin. Jesus has the cross for sins for all the entire world. And Jesus doesn't pick different people who he wants to die for. Jesus' blood covers every skin color. It covers every economic background. It covers every political view. God's blood covers the sins of the world. And the Jews are saying, hey, we want to let you guys know we aren't okay with this. Meanwhile, the other Jews throughout the king's provinces, they had gathered together to defend their lives. They gained relief from all their enemies. They killed 75,000 
of those who hated them. But they did not take any plunder. I don't know about you if you're watching the story, but 500 men were killed, then 300 men were killed. And in the days ahead, 75,000 people lost their life because they were against God's chosen people, the Jews. Man, what a crazy story. I mean, as I'm reading, I, I can't believe, I mean, these guys must have been tough and they're strong and powerful and they kill 75,000 people. But the Bible says they didn't take any plunder. They weren't killing them to steal their stuff, which would be normal. Typically in these, in these days, a, a, a power would come in, they would kill these people and they would take all their stuff and they would live off the, off the things that they would take from them. But the, the Jewish people, they were, they were killing them to prove this point. Verse 17 says this, this was done throughout the provinces on March 7 and on March 8 they rested, celebrating their victory with the day of feasting and, glad, and gladness. The Jews at Susa killed their enemies on March 7th and again on March 8th. They rested on March 9th, making that their day of feasting and gladness. So after all this happens, after all these people are, are murdered, then they have this, this feast. They have this, this party known as Purim. And they have this great entire feast. And we'll talk about that more next week. So make sure you come back. But I mean, this story is incredible. I mean, the, the, I just can't get over the fact that this many people died because they were against these people. And I realized this, that these people would have never got as far as they've gotten if they didn't buy into the idea of better together. And I hope for you and me that are watching today, we wouldn't have gotten through this pandemic unless we believe that we were better together. You guys have heard me say that saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. I just believe today the stories in the Bible say, let you and I know that we are better together. We can do more together than we can do alone. You and I, were better together. I want to give you three quick things that I think you and I need to know about being better together. Here's what you need to know. You can't win alone. You can't win alone. Esther could not win alone. Mordecai could not win alone. The Jewish people, they could not win alone. They couldn't have filled 500. One guy couldn't have killed 500 men. One guy couldn't have killed 300 men. One guy couldn't have, couldn't have killed 75,000 men. 75,000 men. They knew that you and I, you can't win alone. We can't win alone. You can't win alone. I can't win alone. I want to show you a picture of my son, Judah. I love this guy. <clears throat> this is my guy. We, this guy has learned how to ride his bike on quarantine. In the video I'm showing you today, this is highlight real Judah. Because on his bike, this guy has wrecked. We've built a ramp on quarantine. He jumped off the ramp. I mean, he's fallen on quarantine. The guy has more scapes, more scrapes, more bruises all over his leg. I mean, he's just fallen. But you know, he could have never learned how to ride his bike alone. And you're not going to be able to win if you try to win alone. And Esther couldn't win alone. And Mordecai couldn't win alone. And the Jewish people, they couldn't win alone. And Judah, he couldn't win alone. And you can't win alone. And I can't win alone. You and I cannot win alone. You can't do it. There's not, there's not anyone watching today that can win alone. We need a community. Here's the second thing I need to write down if you're taking notes. <clears throat> You got more power. You have more power in community. You have more power 
and community, the people that I see that are striving and that they're striding in this season of pandemic, they're, they have power because they're in community. I'm doing okay because I'm in community. I'm doing good because I'm in community. And Esther did okay because she was in community. The Jewish people, they killed all those people because they were in community. You and I have more power in community. Can I ask you a question today? How's your squad looking? Are you in community? I wrote down this in my notes that you can't experience joy alone. You need a squad. You need community around you. If God did it for them, he can do it for you. You need some people around you. I know a lot of you guys are watching uh, this show on TV. I'll just put it up there and you're already, you're watching Michael Jordan. I brought you the number 45 today. Some of you guys don't know about that 45. All you know, all you know about is that number 23, but there was a, there was a Michael Jordan that was a number 45 and he said this, Talent wins games. Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. Hey, you can't win. You can't win alone. Michael Jordan knew this. You know, we, we read about Michael Jordan, and man, great basketball player, great basketball player. But if you know anything about Michael Jordan, if you see him, he made everybody around him get better. Steve Kerr got better because of Michael Jordan. Believe it or not, Dennis Rodman, he got better because of Michael, Tony Kukoc, Scotty Pippen. I mean, there was a host of guys around him that got better because of Michael Jordan. Talent wins games, but teamwork, teamwork, teamwork wins championship. You have more power in community. You need some people around you. Mordecai needed people around him. Esther needed people around her. All the most successful people that you know, they're successful because they have people around them. You have more power in community. Now you have power without community, but you have more power with community. And you, need, you are in a season right now where you need, more, you need more power. You can't win alone. You have more power in community. And then number three, you can't win without God. I've never met a person that can win or that has, that has won Without God, you just can't do it. You just can't do it. I, I can stand up here today confidently on this stage in, in front of this Bible after reading this book from Genesis to Revelation, I can get up here today and tell you it is impossible for you to win without God, but it's possible to win if you have God. You can do all things through Christ if you got Christ as your strength. If Christ is your strength, you can win if you have God. You can't win alone. You have more power in community and you can't win without God, hey, my friend, you've been watching us for a long time. You've been watching us for nine weeks now on this quarantine. And every point, every, every single time at the end of our time together, I've let you know that you need Jesus. Hey, friend, you need, you, I need Jesus. We, we, all, we all need Jesus. You, you can't win without God. And man, I, I hope, man, this, here's, here's what I know. <clears throat> here's a little, at, at our church, if, if we were in our building today, I would pull up a chair and I would sit down and I, and I would say, let me talk to you like a, let me talk to you like a, a brother. Let me talk to you like a, like a friend or for some of you, like an uncle. And I would let you know right now, like this season that we're in right now, it's not gonna last forever. It's not gonna last forever. But you've got to figure out what you need to figure out while we're in this season because it's not gonna last forever. And if I were sitting down with you say in a coffee shop, I would literally say to you across the table, I would say to you this, you need a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
You know, we do all the things that we do, the recordings and the worship and the kid services and, and the Zoom calls. We do all that because we want people to have a relationship with Jesus and you need a relationship with Jesus. And I want to give you an opportunity where you're watching to, to let you know and how you can have an opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ because you need one. You need Jesus in your life. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, that we've all sinned. Every single one of us have sinned. We've all, we've all missed the mark. Every single one watching in this, wherever you're watching at, me here on the stage, everywhere around the world, everyone has sinned. We've all sinned, Romans 3, 23. And you have to admit that today. You have to admit that you've done wrong. Let it be. You gotta believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and for my sins. You have to believe that today. You have, to, you have to admit that you've done wrong. You have to believe that he died on the cross for your sins. And let her see, you have to commit your life to Jesus. You have to commit your life to him. The only way for you to, to accept the free gift of salvation is for you to commit. You gotta go all in with God because he went all in. He went all in for you. The Romans chapter 10, verse nine tells us if we would confess with our mouth and we will believe in our heart, we can be saved. You can be saved. You can't win without a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so if you're watching today and you're saying, Wes, that's me, I want to give you an opportunity to accept the free gift of salvation right where you're watching at today. Would you just bow your head and close your eyes for just a moment? And would you repeat this prayer after me? The prayer can't save you. It's you trusting in Jesus that can save you. So would you bow your head and close your eyes and would you repeat after me? Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I admit that I'm a sinner today. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I'm committing my life to you today. Please lead me, please guide me. Lord, forgive me of all my sins. I'm going all in with you, God. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for changing my life today. You can have complete control of my life. I want you to save me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer today, we are so excited for you today. The Bible says that today is the day of your salvation. If you have more questions, we wanna invite you to go over to our website, hopewintergarden.com. And would you just click on the link, Know God? And we there's more verses there. There's more further explanation of trusting Christ as your savior. We also wanna be able to celebrate that with you. So would you just email us, info at hopewintergarden.com and say, hey, I committed my life to Christ. Or would you DM us on Instagram or Facebook or where, maybe YouTube, wherever it is that you're watching today, would you let us know that you committed your life to Christ. It is the greatest decision you'll ever make. Hey, friends, if, if you've been a Christian for a long time, we want to encourage you today. Man, you can't win alone. Do not try to go through this pandemic alone. You have more power in community. Man, link up with some people. Get in a Zoom call. Get in with, call some friends up and say, hey, man, I need some people to pray for me. And just rest assured, you cannot win without God. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. We can't wait to see you next week. Love you guys. At Hope Church, one of our core values is that we are generous. Because of your generosity, we have been able to feed thousands of meals across our city and even help others around the world. Thank you so much, Hope Church, for continuing to be generous in these hard times. If you would like to give today, you can give at hopewintergarden.com. You can also text an amount to 84321. 
Thank you so much for your generosity. We believe the best is yet to come, and we hope you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Thanks for joining us and have a great week.